Good morning and welcome to Thursday morning, January the 27th in 2022 on When I Rise. Today we are in year C, the fourth Sunday of Epiphany, and on Thursday of the week we'd like to take a look at the New Testament letter passage from this week in the Revised Common Lectionary, and we are still in 1 Corinthians. We're going to be in a well-known chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 13. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making this part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 through 13. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but do not love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, if I understood all of God's secret plans, possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I did not love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. And we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know is now partial and incomplete then I will know everything completely, just as God knows me completely. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. This is the word of God for us. When we look at 1 Corinthians, we got to look at the heart of the matter. Paul is so disturbed about the divisions that are developing among them. And it seems like section after section, he comes back to this central theme of these folks need to get along with one another. And one of the ways in which they seem to be dividing is how they organize for corporate worship. Uh, This passage really starts earlier than this when he talks about communion and serving the Lord's Supper. It seems like what they do is that when they get together, they don't wait for everybody. And the rich Uh, more affluent people of the community tend to bring rich and nice and fancy food for them to enjoy. Uh, But there's none left over when the shift workers uh, get there later in the gathering time. And so there seems to be two tables instead of one here in their worship services in Corinth. So this continues on. He talks about spiritual gifts and he seems to want to get to the heart of the matter. And this is one of the challenging things that we have when we interpret 1 Corinthians from the original Greek. We got all the letters. We have all the passages, but what? How are? What, what's the texture of the words that Paul says? Just like you and I, like if someone were to just take a transcript of our conversation, uh, they would be maybe come to one conclusion, but without looking at the texture, uh, the different nuance of the way in which we use words, whether we're saying it in sarcastic tone, uh, in mocking tone, or in seriousness or with levity, that would take some extra. 
a study that would take uh, just a, a just a an understanding of how these words are said towards one another and so you get to a place like at the end of first corinthians 12 and the nlt interprets verse 31 in this way so you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts um, other translations say but you earnestly seek the greater gifts and uh, some have taken that at flat value and so you've got some streams of christianity where they talk about how it is important for us among uh, among everything else that we do above all things is to seek spiritual gifts seek the greater gifts but it seems like Paul could be using this as a tongue-in-cheek as well. Like perhaps he's heard that they're talking about greater gifts and lesser gifts in the community. And so once again, we're back to this two tables type of a thing. There's There seems to be a group of people who think, if I'm spiritually gifted in this way, I am more important, more prominent than those who have the lesser gifts. And so Paul, he talks about spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians 12. And then as he pivots to 13, he wants to address what seems to be another division in the Corinthian church. There are some who are seeking greater gifts and they think because of that they have a greater spirituality than others. And so he says, actually, let me tell you about the greatest thing. I mean, look, look, that's the very end of chapter 12. But now let me show you a way of life that is best of all. And he doesn't talk about gifts. He talks about the way of love. In fact, his opening salvo, the opening paragraph, says, he says, if I had faith that can move mountains, if I could understand all of God's mysteries, but I do not have love, then really my life is pretty useless. And so that begs the question, what does love look like? And so from verses four and on, he talks about all these different ways of giving, getting after the way of love. And he talks about how um, the way of love is actually the more the greater depth of Christianity. Verse 11, when I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly like puzzling reflections in a mirror then we shall see everything in perfect clarity. Get to the end. What's the last thing to say on this matter? Three things will last forever. Faith and hope and love. And the greatest of these is love. This is an important facet of this conversation of spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts to the heart of two matters. Uh, people who use spiritual gifts, it shows who they are and what they do. Paul says spiritual gifts are great. They're a part of the facet of the bearing witness of Jesus, bearing witness of Jesus to the ends of the earth. This is how God is going to win the world. He's going to gift his people with spiritual things, like spiritual gifts, right? He says, well, what's greater than that? It's love. Love also fills in the blanks of who we are and what we do. And so there are just simply seasons of church history and of church work where it seems like um, the gifts are prominent, uh, we are, where we're humming along and we're excelling in the gifts of the Spirit. But um, what is what is constant in the life of the church is that we are people who follow a way of love because we follow a Savior who was love itself. So when you and I think about what we're going to do today and what we're going to excel in, uh, what would what would it take for us to get to the end of this very day and say, I think that I lived this that this day the most faithful and the best way that I could? What First Corinthians thirteen would tell us is that the only way that we can know that we're living in the stream that's going to endure forever is the way of love. So as you look at your task list, as I look at my task list, the things we have to do, the duties, the meetings, the people that we're going to interact with, we can set the pace for today, this morning, before we do anything else. And that is that we are going to vow to try our best to be empowered to live the way of love. So with that in mind, let's spend some time praying together this morning.
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we are so amazed by your amazing love because it has drawn us into your family. It's forgiven us of our sins. We've been made new, all the way made new because uh, you desired not to keep us where we are, but to bring us to a place of full abundance in the way of love. And so we thank you that as we follow Jesus, we learn more and more day after day the way of love. God, we confess to you that love is a challenging road because it denies the self and it embraces the other and we fall short day after day. But we thank you that the work that you began in us, you're going to carry all the way to its completion until it's all the way done. So we thank you that we're not going to be half completed works at the end, but we're going to be just like Jesus because of the power that's at work inside of us. So God, this day we give our day to you. We give our appointments, we give our conversations, we give our tasks. We give our work groups and our school peers and we give our families to you and we understand that each is a place uh, where we can experience the way of love or experience the way of difference. And so God, this day we choose because we follow Jesus, we choose the way of love. So help us, empower us, give us a vision for love today. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.